Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. I'm going to start with my personal update. So I talked the past two weeks about the course I was creating instead of tips on Teachable, and I am finished uploading everything to it. I'm really excited about that, and it will go live by the end of this week. So if you have signed up to follow the wholehouse.org by email, you will get an email about that when it goes live. And I'm hosting a mini webinar on the Instead of Tips next week. Now, if you're not a regular listener, you may wonder what are Instead of Tips? Where Instead of Tips are what you can use instead of traditional parenting for kids who have had trauma, experienced trauma in their life, or kids who have a capital letter syndrome. And it's just eight simple tips that you can use instead of traditional parenting. That's it in a nutshell. So if you're interested in that mini webinar or the course, make sure you sign up to follow the wholehouse.org by email. And it's not too late this week to sign up for the How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos webinar. I like to keep these webinars extremely small. 10 people or less. So therefore, I don't do paid advertisements for it. Like, you know, when you're scrolling on Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook and you see these paid ads with the learn more, which I'm I'm a sucker for. If there's something that I want to learn about, I think those are great. And I have used them for some of my material, but I'm not using them for my webinar. It's mostly word of mouth, or if you find it on the website. Because I like to be able to talk to every single person who attends the webinar. So there's still time to sign up for that. And that is also on the wholehouse.org. I've pinned it to the top of the blog page. So you can find that there. So personally, those are kind of like what's going on on the whole house and positive adoption and all that kind of stuff. But personally, I've been kayaking a lot lately. So the weather here up in the mountains has gone from snow at the beginning of May to all of a sudden being in the 70s and the 80s. And it is wonderful and it is sunny and it is awesome. I've already been kayaking today. I went kayaking yesterday. So I've been going as often as I can because I just love it. And there's so many things that are closed right now. I'm just so grateful to have something outdoors to do that is open. So what do you what have you been doing to get out into nature? I'm just telling you, getting out well it's therapeutic. It is. I talked about that on my Facebook page and Instagram. So let's move on. I don't want to run out of time. So I have so many things to talk about today community update. So this is all about feedback from the whole house community. And I asked on my Facebook page last week, 
Who enjoys going to bookish events or conferences or conventions? And then I wrote a little bit more. And then I said, which bookish event, class, or webinar have you attended online and enjoyed? Now, that was just a general conversation starter. It wasn't aiming towards me. But I did get feedback for the whole house. So Debbie Carpenter says, your webinar has been the highlight of my homebound experience. I would like to attend again, actually. I reviewed my notes today. So thank you, Debbie. That was so good to hear. Such a wonderful thing to hear. On to our topic. I wanted to talk about how to stunt the growth of anxiety in your child. Now I'm going to read a little bit from the blog post that I already wrote about this to get us started. Right now, we are living in a season where the simplest tasks can seem overwhelming. Going to the grocery store isn't the chore it used to be. Now it's full of even more stress and tension. We don't know if someone will bump into us, yell at us, or if we are crossing the aisle at the wrong time. As much as we tell ourselves, I'm not going to let this bother me, mm-hmm, raising my hand here, it does. It's palatable, like you can feel it in the air. And the anxiety settles down on all of us collectively. As much as we feel it, our kiddos do too. And we have to remember that. And I go on in the article to talk about when I was a child, there was a lot of political turmoil. There was a, just a lot of turmoil in the United States, period, because of the civil rights movement. Yes, I'm that old. And, but I didn't understand what was going on. But the feeling that I got was that I should take this seriously and I should be stressed and overwhelmed and I should be anxious, but I didn't know why. And I even highlighted this or put it in bold in the article, the way that I felt. Kids should understand how serious that it, this is. I didn't know what this was. And I think that we, raising my hand here, I've done this too. We do this with our own children. We assume that they should understand however serious this is. Whatever this is, is what I mean. They should just know it's serious. You know, kind of like when your car breaks down on the side of the road and you're on a four lane and you have to pull over and you've got your kiddos in the car and you're anxious and you're freaking out because you're like, how am I going to get out of this? And, you know, and then your kid asks, well, can I have a snack? And you're assuming that they know how serious this is. And depending on the age of the child, even if you explain it to them, they may not understand how serious it is. But we can feed that anxiety. We can grow that anxiety with our expectations of having, just thinking that kids are going to understand. And I'm going to go through some tips. You can read more information on the article 
but I'm going to go through three tips with my experience in mind and science about how to stunt the growth of anxiety in an already anxious kid. Okay, number one, tell them what's going on. Your kids need not know everything. On the flip side, they don't need to know nothing. Not knowing breeds anxiety. I know, because that's one of my big things. I want to know what's going to happen next. Does that mean I always know what's going to happen next? No. But the more I can know, the more secure I feel. Okay? Kids are the same way. Whatever the situation, let them know what's age appropriate for them. If great-grandma dies, a five-year-old needs to know the truth. Not that she's floating around in the air somewhere, but you don't have to go into the embalming process. So you get my point. Share what's age appropriate for the kiddo. Okay, number two, let your kiddo talk about it, whatever it is. One of the healthiest things a kiddo can do after a tragedy or a trauma or a minor accident even is talk. And here's a good example. My two-year-old granddaughter fell while she was playing. She was running. She tripped over her sister's toe. And at the ER, she had a CT scan. Later, via FaceTime, she told me several times about the giant camera that took a picture of her and her daddy's head. She retold her story of falling and her ER visit several times. So she was processing what happened to her. And we make progress in our healing journey by telling our stories to an empathetic listener. And so do kiddos. When something happens to a kiddo, often we just, it tempts us just to say, oh, it's going to be okay. Or you'll get over it. It's no big deal. Forget about it. Move on. Here's the truth. Here's the cold, hard truth. The world is full of adults who never talked about it, air quotes there, and who have never moved on. They're stuck in anxiety. They're stuck in fear in bitterness and unforgiveness because they have never gotten to tell their story to an empathetic listener. They've never gotten to talk about it. So just remember that. You have the chance now to teach your kiddos how to talk about things, not with some stranger, not with anybody they see at the, on the street, although they will try to. They will tell the barista at Starbucks. They will start telling. Once they learn the concept of, I can tell my story, I can tell what happened to me, however minor it is. It might even be a good thing like, hey, we just got ice cream and Nini came and this person came and it was fun. And that's telling your story. So once your kids learn that principle, they may practice that principle on whomever they meet. And then you get to move on to the next step of teaching them who and who not they should share their story with. Okay, number three, realize although your kiddo may have a stress-shaped brain, 
Anxiety can also become a habit. When I was a young mom struggling with depression and anxiety, a friend recommended a book to me. I can't remember the name of that book, but it really ministered to me. It's really sad. I can't remember. The author had many of the same anxiety-driven habits that I was experiencing. And she just, she didn't like clothes in places. She didn't want to do anything when she didn't feel as if she were in control. So she was on a ski trip. And she asked an exuberant friend, aren't you anxious about going down the hill? To which her friend replied, yes, isn't it glorious? I'm paraphrasing here, because like I said, I can't even remember the name of the book, but that particular story really stuck out to me. Because one woman took the anxious feeling and it caused her to miss out. Another took the same anxious feeling and let her body feel it. And she felt joyful about it. Well, I'm not saying that you can teach your kiddo to feel joyful about everything they're afraid of. That is not what I'm saying. But it's good to just look for the habit of anxiety. When you see it, talk it through. Work it through. Do whatever you need to do to help your kiddo form a new habit. I feel anxious can turn into I feel excited. I just got really excited and hit my computer. (laughs) So number four, talk through an event before you go. Guess what? I still do this to quell my anxiety. One of my adult ways for handling this is looking for the routes on the GPS. And I also have a habit of asking someone who has traveled the route I'm going, how many tunnels there are. I plan my rest breaks when I'm traveling alone by looking at the GPS and be like, okay, this is halfway or this is three hours into the trip or, you know, and all all these new cars now have this function that start telling you a little picture of coffee appears on the screen. Don't you need a break? Well, I plan my breaks, okay? So these practices lessen my anxiety. And of course, I run into the unknowns. There's always going to be the unknowns. But it helps your kiddo if you let them know and you plan ahead. They move to their upstairs brain where the logic resides. And then you can stunt that growth of anxiety. Remember, anxiety grows if fed. I fed mine for years. So do you have your own tip? If you do, reach out and share it with me. And this Friday, I need to look at the calendar because um, it's the 29th. Yep, the 29th. I'm doing a live on Facebook and I'm going to talk about anxiety. And I did a live coffee on Facebook last week. So I'm going to continue that habit about two-ish on Friday, and I would love, love, love for you to join me. Like I said, I'll be talking about anxiety, and I am going to finish up for today. So thanks for joining me on Positive Adoption. 
Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.